millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always with me is my co-host, Rob Langevin. How you doing, Rob? Woo woo woo. That's me. What's going on, Kev? Not much. Uh, dealing with a whole lot of bitter pain and anguish, which we won't talk about that happened at the weekend. And I'm two sides. Uh, <laughs> and then also the Pirates are doing their best to make the Cubs look like they're going to win 120 games. Yeah. Neither of which really going my way. Nothing um, for you. Stuff not going great for the Yankees either. Ugh. Um. Man, yeah. we both love baseball, and it's not going our team's way. How, yeah. how's, your, how's your fantasy baseball stuff doing? I have too many teams. I mean, like, I okay, run the game. How many of them do you, do you actually care about, though? Uh, I care about all of them, because, you know right. what, if I don't care about the league, I wouldn't still be in it. So, okay. I have, I currently have 18 baseball teams. Jeez. So. Well, if, if nobody ever knows, you know, I do write for Razzball.com, and I handle the bullpens there, so I'm very involved in the baseball community, and baseball is my first, and like original passion mm. with with fo- fantasy football second this fantasy football not the other american the fantasy football where, where people tackle themselves and and don't cry like spurs players <laughs> hey man all i'm saying is during Dembele's alleged eye poke diego costa grabbed his other eye hey but- you, you know what sometimes that does happen you know i i sometimes stub my toe when i pick up the other foot don't why would saying- you do that because they say blood, blood to the, to the toe helps. So I, I jump up and down on that foot, so the blood rushes to there and it heals faster. Any doctors listening to this, feel free to refute that point. And at then I dip the EPL roundtable, and then I dip it in Windex because I heard that he'll, that cures everything. Windex and hummus. Have you been hanging out with a lot of Greek people? It was just Pascha, which is the Orthodox what? Easter. Happy Pascha. Yep, we'll we'll roll with that. Um, okay, so yeah, baseball sucks, except that we love it a whole lot. I'm only in four, team, four leagues, man. That's eight, 18 or eight? Well, 18, one eight. That's insane. Like the legal age to do things. Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> Depending on which countries you're in, there's the Romeo and Juliet law, yeah. which we're not going to get into. So, <laughs> fair enough. All right. Uh, well, we can start off by talking about our teams, which is less exciting than I thought it would be. Because yeah, I thought I had beaten Rob this week and then didn't. Um, but for me, the week was a bit of up and down. It started with De Bruyne and Bobby Firmino not getting starts. Then I captained the only person in my front six who didn't manage to get a counting stat, which was Sturridge. I guess the wrong side of the Gomez versus Villa and Adrian versus West Brom situation. All of that ended up on 46, eight better than average, but was obviously hoping for better down this stretch. Obviously hoping for a huge week this week with the, the bench boost active. But how would you fare, Rob? Uh, well, I fared six points better than you. You ended on 45, I believe he said, and I'm on six. 51. 
46. Sorry. Mm. Hey, man, uh, every point matters. Oh, totally does. <laughs> and, and people who are listening to this should realize that every point matters and minus points don't really matter right now. Go get as many doubled guys as you can this week. Don't ignore them, the red numbers when you go up there and say minus four, minus eight, minus up 12. Up to what? I feel like 12 is the cap. You don't, 12. You don't want to 12, be messing 12 around. is the map. 12 is the cap because if you're managing your roster the correct way, you should have eight guys on double this week without using a wild card, without, just by setting yourself up. Yeah. So if, if, if you're going to take a minus 12 to get to the – I've been saying nine is my number. You want nine guys because you want – then you want 20 total games for the 11, your starting 11. Hmm. Yeah. I am currently on 13 toying with a way to get to 14, which is only one transfer, which is my free transfer. Yeah, but I, I, that's I'm the in the Bruyne situation. But. Yeah, so so my fantasy team this past week, I also wild carded the week before. The week before, so uh, yeah, I, I brought in mostly speculative guys looking forward to week thirty seven. You know, Gomez, uh, De Gea in goal, Smalling, Bellerin, uh, Jonas Cobalt, Cresswell, uh, Moreno, or my defense, Payet, William Sanchez, Balassi was my gamble for the week um, against you Newcastle. Know, you thought it would have worked. Yeah, I was just looking for a goal because, you know, he wasn't really – he's not going to be really rostered that much and nobody's really looking in his direction because he's one of those players that people have been burned by so much this year that they're just not not expecting much, so they're not even going to roster him. I was just looking for anything, an assist or a goal. He gave me two points, gave me nothing. Uh, And then my my fifth midfielder is uh, Mikhail Antonio. He didn't do anything because he sat on my bench. Kane, Sturridge, Dini were my top, th- my forwards. Uh, Dini, great call by me. Uh, I said it to you on Friday that I was going to bring him in, and you're like, wow, that's ballsy. Mm-hmm. So I did it. Uh, I ended on 51. I'm bench boosting this week. I have currently have 12 guys right now. I have to make two moves because I'm not happy with some of the – Belassi definitely has to go out because that was my gamble for the week last week. Um, but I, I'd, I'd be happy with the, just making one transfer and just having 12 guys on, on bench boost only because I like sitting on, you know, Alexis Sanchez with the upcoming fixture, fixture after the double and Bellerin on the, uh, on the double after the double because their opponent, I believe, is, is Norwich, right? The Arsenal plays Norwich in the last week? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so – oh, and they play Villa, actually. It's even better. Oh, so yeah. so so Sanchez on a on a triple. I'll still have my triple captainship. So I'm yeah, I'm weighing the snorch. yeah yeah I'm I'm weighing my options on who to transfer out. I don't really need a ton of money. I have three I have three million in the bank. So I I could pretty much bring in anybody I want to transfer out. Uh, I'm probably going to look for roster differentials more than than bringing in a star name like you know like the Bobby Digitals or you know somebody like that. Anybody doesn't know that Bobby Digital is uh, Roberto Firmino. <laughs> if this is your first podcast, welcome to the real world. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm 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 comfy right now. I I've made I made up 20 points in my mini league. I'm sitting in, I'm sitting 40 points out. Uh, no, they don't have any chips left. So you know, I I could this week is where I was gambling for. We've talked about this for 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 weeks. Probably about a month and a half actually. Yeah. About about how we we chose to pick 37 because. Li- Week 37 doesn't have the star power that week 34 did on guys on doubles, but it has the differentials for you to make up. There's a lot of different choices here that people can go in different directions. So this is why me and Kevin have been preaching that 37 is probably a better week than the, the previous double week of game 34. Yeah. But that's just my, my theory. Um, so, you know, I'm ready for the double. How about you, Kev? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly excited about it. Uh, an interesting thing that you touched on was uh, holding on to Sanchez, obviously, with, with the triple captain option next week. So really, really two questions. One, are there any other players on singles that you think are worth holding on to? Uh, well, I'm also holding on to Kane because I like the final matchup against Newcastle. Mm. I think I think Spurs is probably going to take take this game off against Southampton and then come back in week 38 and probably show everybody to give everybody a healthy reminder going into next year that they still are Spurs. Um, I could mm. see Kane doubling in that game only because I think Spurs is going to be pissed off. Like I said, I think they're going to have a bad, bad rebound game from the Chelsea match against mm-hmm. Southampton this week. And then next week, it, you know, the week after 30, game week 38, I think Kane comes out. And, you know, he's also shooting for the scoring title. So, and he's getting some pressure there. So, you know, he may want to, it's, it's, a, good, it's a good bet to, to have Kane in your team. There's probably three players total to answer your question. I'd probably roster if you don't need the money. But I would only roster no more than two. It's Aguero, Kane, and Sanchez. Those are the three guys. Only because, look at their price points. If you transfer them out and you try to get back to them in week 38, it's probably going to cost you two moves or two additional moves and probably a minus. And if you're chasing points in week 38, you don't want to be taking minuses if there's not a double game week guarantee for you. Yeah, I think that's an interesting one, the Aguero versus Swansea. Although I was not super impressed by him today, nor his Invisible. past couple's Champions League matches. Invisible. Well, he was visible in the midfield. <laughs> Did you see how far he was tracking back yeah. to get the ball? It was, yeah. the in, it was the half circle. He and was he also wasn't actually getting the ball there. No, he was and, jumping and, back all that way for nothing. And Iannaccio was completely just gobbled up by the, cent- yeah. by the central defenders of, of Real. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, Iannaccio, hashtag nachos, is a really interesting player. Mm-hmm. The Champions League against Real Madrid, when you need a goal, maybe not the time to see what he's made of. Now, he may improve leaps and bounds from this one appearance. Mm-hmm. He may have learned so much going up against defenders of that ilk that now he's going to be even better in the future. I, I just wasn't super confident in that. I'm, I'm not saying Boney would have been a better option because he wouldn't have been. Just I, w- I was a little surprised that, that that was the way they went instead of getting him more support. Because that was a problem, right? With their 4-1-4-1 formation they decided to roll out. You put on three midfielders who are mainly going to stay back. It's not... You put De Bruyne out on the wing. Anyway, it, 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 I was not surprised that the score ended as low and unhelpful to City as it did. It, it seemed like last minute Pellegrini tried to undo his original game plan. And it, it was just too little too late. But <laughs> what I'm actually trying to get to is... I wouldn't be surprised if Aguero doesn't play the last couple weeks. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if we heard something, that there was an injury or something, because he constantly has them. He was pretty ineffective. And Aguero on form is dang near always effective. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That, that's, that's a bit gambly. I, I'm, just, I'm not sure that at that price point I'm willing to hang on to Aguero through a match against Arsenal just to get to Swansea the last week of the season. Yeah, I just think after the game, he just sat out, you know, last week as well. So yeah. I don't see him sitting against the top four team in like like Arsenal mm. because well, to be fair, now City, now that they're out of the Champions League, they're wholly in the throes of a race for fourth. Absolutely, you know, you know, three points for and 
they're three points behind Arsenal and four points ahead of United and five points ahead of West Ham. So anything can happen with those with those four squads. Yeah. You know, I, I think I think City's going to come out to play on uh, against Arsenal, and you know, as tempting as the game may be for an Aguero against Swansea, that's the game I could see him sitting if they don't if if they if they beat Arsenal or tie Arsenal and they logistically can't be caught. Yeah. Yeah. Then I could see the Swansea game as a blank for a lot of players. That's actually a Uh, really interesting point that you raised there because there's a scenario with Tottenham that the last match of the season means nothing because as it stands right now, Tottenham have de facto secured a top three finish. We didn't have a show on Sunday, so I didn't get to talk about this. But if you look at it, it's mathematically possible for either Arsenal or City to jump us. Mm-hmm. But it's not possible for them to both jump us as they still play each other. Mm-hmm. So if Tottenham win this weekend or get a draw and the other results go our way, Tottenham could have nothing to play for in that last match against Newcastle. I agree with you in theory. I think that we struggle against Southampton this week, not just for the reason that you said that we're all obviously burned out and fell short of the title chase, yada, yada. But... Tottenham have four losses this season. What player did not play in his position in those four matches? Uh, Della Ali. No. Musa Dembele. Who will not play again this season and will be lucky to start the season on time next year. So I'm really not confident about Tottenham this week. But if they somehow manage to eke out a result, I like you were saying with City, that match against Swansea, I also wouldn't be surprised if Tottenham took the foot off the gas the last match of the season. Um, mm-hmm. We're on, regardless of what happens here on out, we're going to have our highest finish in the Premier League in the table, but not on points. So there's not like that ulterior thing to push for. <laughs> of course, the flip to this to make my advice that I just gave super unhelpful is that if anybody is close to Kane in the Golden Boot race, I think he's three up now. Two up, three. I believe two or three. Yes, yeah, somewhere in there. Because he should be on 26 now. Aguero should be on 23 with Vardy on 22. Mm-hmm. I hope that that's right. That's what yeah. I'm recalling. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so if, if Aguero got closer, then, then maybe that's back it's, up for discussion. But all I'm, I'm saying... It's 20, 25, 23, 22. Okay. So all I'm saying is be a little cautious of these high price guys. Because I know you're saying if you sell out, it'll be hard to buy back in. I'm not sure there's any sin in not being able to buy back in. I, I'm not sure that's actually the problem. Um, but, you know, it would be a lot nicer to know this weekend's results before making yeah, that choice. Yeah, absolutely. But but then you're playing the the uh, the price versus differential card. So it, it right. could work in your favor either way. So, you know, yeah. you're obviously playing someone else. Microphone fail. <laughs> you back and up and running? restart. Restart. <laughs> I don't think we're cutting that. <laughs> I don't have lots of time because we're recording this pretty late at night. So that noise interruption was brought to you by unstable drinking, mic stands. <laughs> drinking and technology. One goes hand in hand. Just don't try to drink the other. Yeah, don't try to drink your microphones, kids. A PSA brought to you by the <laughs> microphone drinking Alex Anonymous. <laughs> Drinking, drinking Council of America. The American Drinking Council of America. The microphones of America. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's all crazy pants. Um, okay, so, uh, the other question I have for you is last double game week, which is 34. You already mentioned there was much higher star power in that one. I, for one, kind of regret not using my triple caption on Aguero that week 
instead of choosing to use my all-out attack. Is there anyone this week that you would consider triple captaining? If somebody's sitting on the tri- triple captain and they're looking at matchups this week and next week, is there anyone they should look to? And why is his name Dimitri Payet? Mm. <laughs> you know, the, the, the one name that jumps out and I just can't trust anybody from Liverpool is Daniel Sturridge. Yeah. Um, he's the only guy that I could see someone slapping a triple captain on. And I'm sure it's going to happen a lot this week. I'm sure when we get the stats after gameplay... Uh, he'll probably show that it'll probably show that he's probably the number one crap captain guy and probably the most triple captain as well. Probably Payet's going to be in that decision. Mm. That, that yeah, discussion four goals as well. in the last five. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's nobody that has that double Aguero appeal from 34 or double Sanchez appeal from 34. Um, but that's good because that means everybody's going to be spread out in different directions. But so if you're looking to make up points, you know, bring in really obtuse guys, uh, guys that you really wouldn't bring in because guess what? The season ends next week. And if you're chasing points, you're not going to get any more chances than this. So go for it. Yeah. That's why I was, that's why I was so insistent on, on saying the minus four, minus eight, minus 12. It doesn't matter because if the guy has a bad game, he's going to make you four points in two games. I've said this before. The, the only the only caution I'd say about that is defenders, because I like many other people brought in a Sunderland and a Watford defender last week, mm-hmm. and if you look at these matchups, they could easily get a one or a zero even if they play in yeah. one of these matches. That clean sheet's a gamble either way because who says that the guy could play? He could have a standout game and then another guy in his defense scores an own goal and ruins it. Yeah. So it can go either way. I mean, but clean sheets are always a gamble, especially for goalies and, and defenders. Yeah. I would definitely agree with you there. All right, so as we move on, uh, well, first, let's take a second for station identification. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. America jokes. All right, and we're back. Uh, As we head into Price changes. Rob, this is now your segment, your moment to shine, your moment in the glory, your moment of that Nike commercial that says, what you do in the dark brings you to the light, which makes no sense as a metaphor and somehow feels very much like one of those. We had 19 people in our marketing department, and this is the one they all agreed on because all the other ones were better, but some person didn't like the person that suggested it. And so it's very much a a thing by committee, and it, it didn't work out at all. Well, the first time I ever heard that that line was I was like, "Are they talking about chicken or turkey?" You know, like you like dark meat or light meat. I, I, I didn't know what they were talking about. It's like, so oh, weird. Oh, they're talking about sports stuff. Okay, it'll yeah, bring but, but you probably, in the light. What? Yeah. No yeah. one has ever said that ever. No, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, price changes this week. As everybody knows, price changes are dictated by transfers in and transfers out. Uh, so the price changes this week of note. I only like to touch on people that are of note because, you know, some guys are just, you know, Gene Ali Mbula went down. Are we going to talk about Gene Ali Mbula for 20 minutes? Fair. I thought it'd be better. 
I, I did as well. I thought he'd come into the squad and, and, and establish a nice playmaking role there, but he didn't. Um, so anyway, this week, price is up. Troy Deeney, off a two-goal affair. Two goals in, what, four minutes, three minutes? Like for, yeah, for Watford. yeah, 90, yeah. Well-deserved price up. William Milner and Roberto Firmino. You know, um, to me, I think it's pre. I think it's a little uh, speculative of people to be transferring in Firmino uh, this early, uh, mm-hmm. especially with the game that's going to be going off later, later today. You know, we've we've gone through the, the the Liverpool rotation in the last double game week, and how did it work out for everybody? I mean, yeah, it worked out for everybody because they had a great. Uh, option on the bench because if they were they, they played their card right they probably bench boost and it didn't really affect them anyway but there's a chance that you know Liverpool mixes things up again and you, you see Ojo and you know these other Liverpoolian Liverpudlian midfielders that don't do diddly for fantasy purposes um, so I'm a little tentative on, on Firmino I don't I don't do you trust anybody from from the Liverpool midfield Kev no <laughs> <laughs> Would be the easy answer. Obviously, I want to see what happens tomorrow. I think the result there could very much change the thinking. I mean, you're talking about teams that have nothing to play for. If Liverpool lose tomorrow, which, by the way, is more likely than not based on the the late goal Mm -hmm. that was scored by Villarreal, (laughs) they super have nothing to play for. They can't get up Mm -hmm. into a European spot. So... I, I don't know what they do. They've shown a willingness to play the kids in surprising situations, and this isn't even a surprising situation. Well, they um, can get in, they can get into Europa. They're only two points behind Southampton. I don't think Southampton are in touch of Europe, it, are they? Yeah, it's five, six, seven. It's West Ham, Southampton, oh, wow. Liverpool. I honestly didn't realize how high up Southampton had climbed. It's probably mm-hmm. those two games back to back where they scored four goals, and I hate Sadio Mane forever. <laughs> We're talking about Belasi and how everyone's been burned. Yeah. Belasi is the streakiest player. It's, yeah. it's oh, Mane, you mean? Yeah, Mane. Yeah, yeah. Mane crazy. It, you know what's crazy after this weekend? West Ham could be sitting in third pl- in third place, huh? Or or fourth place in the in the Champions League for the for the Champions League spot. I don't understand? Oh, because they have a game in hand. Yeah, they they play two games this week, so they could pick up six points this week and jump City and United. They cannot if, jump if City loses. West Ham. They're fi- oh, they're yeah. five points behind him. I can't read. It's really what we're learning. This into the podcast. Uh, reading's hard, um, especially with numbers, because those aren't words. Kevin writes in wingdings. I do, and then I, I use Google Translate and hope it makes sense. <laughs> wow, yeah, no, I was looking at, like, the whole line had shifted, so for me it was City on 67 instead of Arsenal. That was That's real good- dumb. Um, but that's interesting, though. With City, man, City versus Arsenal. That match means a whole lot more than I think many people thought it would. Mm-hmm. It guess, probably does. Because if, if, if Arsenal... Did that game... I mean, I know West Ham's behind on goal differential, but, I mean, wow, that would make it really interesting for West Ham next year to be going into the new, the new Olympic Stadium, having the new TV money, and being in the Champions League. Also, three wow. London clubs in the top four would be wow. pretty interesting as well. Also, we saw what Slavin Bilic does during playoff rounds of tournaments. He just didn't send out 11 players, basically, in well, their Europa League qualifier. Well, is Leicester still being still trying to weasel its way into being a London club, even though it's north, it's 20 miles north? <laughs> They're trying. Uh, Watford, I believe, I heard this from a 
not official source by any stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, that Watford were trying to be redistricted as part of London so that they could claim they were a London club for like incoming signings and stuff. Yeah. Um, which is, which is pretty funny, but, uh, yeah, that, that would be very interesting. I, and it's, the problem is it's easy to see city just dropping off. Oh, it totally, it totally is. If they, if they came out like they did last week where they looked lost and just not interested in playing. And then you saw what they did in the champions league game where, yeah, they were, they were mildly effective against a, a better team, obviously a better team. Um, they can come out and just have the starts taken out of them and just completely just be like we saw last week and just not interested. And Arsenal would probably probably run roughshod over them. That would be a problem because then Arsenal could catch Tottenham, which I super don't want. Yeah, that um, would be so. That would be such a bad idea. Yeah, that would be really frustrating. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely see that. And to your point about West Ham, they are the only team to have scored two plus goals in each of their last five matches. So they're they're still clicking as Mark Noble scored three of them. Sure, yeah. why not? Just to yeah. frustrate, but yeah, um, it's, it's it's crazy. I mean, yeah. Mark Noble. He, you know, speaking about price changes, you know, we talk about prices up and prices down, uh, and then I usually touch on the guys expected to go up, and Mark Noble is expected to go up. Yeah. So how you know, can people, he not be? Although, oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> he's I, I that thought, Pedro Alvarez player. I think oh. you've lost your opportunity for the upside. And now everybody's going to buy in, and you're not going to get it. You know, what are the percentages that Mark Noble scores a, a brace again? But what are the percentages that he doesn't even score? You know, th- that's, the, that's the, the thing I'd like to see. Is it is it 50-50? No, it's probably, you know, 90-10. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it, it's, cra- it's crazy that Mark Noble is is doing well, and it's great because he's a great ro- roster differential. And West Ham has just so many rosterable options for this double week. It's not yeah. Um, if you had to rank them, you'd go Antonio Noble Lanzini. Um, no, but I'll touch, <laughs> I'll touch into that later when I talk when we talk about start sits because there's there's a there's a new guy in my West Ham neighborhood. Uh oh, so. <laughs> that's weirdly ominous. Is it? Never mind. I'm not going to say it, but I yeah, know who it is because there's yeah, only exactly. one left. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah, I don't really have much to add with the, the price, price changes. Up. Obviously, a lot of guys going up tonight, yeah. but all of them yeah. should be really. Yeah. Um, totally. Except except Fosu Mensa. I've I've changed my mind. I don't I don't really see yeah. the upside there. I, and there and, is an upside. There is an upside on the United defense, but. You're going to have to wait because I'm not going to drop it yet. Okay, I also have something, and it's not positive <laughs> about the United defense. Uh, the other one I'm not a huge fan of is the Patrick Van Anholt thing. I loved the Sunderland defense, including last week's matchup, and then heading into mm-hmm. Chelsea and Everton when it looked like both sides were done for the season. And last week, both sides looked decidedly undone for the season. So mm-hmm. if those teams are actually showing up all of a sudden, that's stock up on Sunderland defenders thing that we mentioned last week seems much less uh, promising than it did. Then I still li- I still like them though. There's a differential do there. Do yeah, Do you absolutely. think Chelsea are done now? Do you think that this was kind of like the quote unquote cup final and now they're just going to cruise uh, at the end of the season? I mean, you, you'll still see some. I don't think they'll get in a game and and you know run up the score you know two three four nothing you know it won't that's not the chelsea that you're gonna see it they haven't seen it all year go by ruben loftus cheek yeah it'll be a, it'll <laughs> go by it'll be a goal by kennedy off a deflected uh you know pass by matt miazga or something but, <laughs> um but yeah so i just don't i don't see i still like Sunderland because they're fight they're gonna be fighting 
And last year at this time, remember, this is the double game week. There was a double game week in week 37 last week as well. And I believe three of the bottom four teams, you know, had doubles that week. And two of them got clean sheets. Yeah. So, you know, I, be, I believe one was, I believe one was, uh, I'm trying to think, it wasn't Norwich. It was, um, might have been Burnley. I think one, one might have been Burnley before they got Yeah. Yeah, because I think Ings was like a thing. Yeah. I think I think Trippier had a big big uh, big role in the last couple game weeks, but anyway. Um, yeah, well, so- but you mentioning that, I actually want to jump in real quick before we get into start sets, which is mentioning that Sunderland still have things to play for. Both of us have mentioned it a couple times about other teams. So if you're listening, the teams with things to actually play for: Tottenham, Arsenal, City, United, West Ham, Southampton. I still don't think Liverpool, but Rob thinks Liverpool. <laughs> at the other end, Newcastle, Sunderland, Norwich Villa. By the way, Crystal Palace should be thinking they have something to play for because they could end up in 18th if teams behind them keep winning with their games in hand. The way they're playing, they yeah. should be in 22nd. Right, but they will never play like they're in that situation. They're just hoping that three teams are worse, and they may yeah. well be. But so, yeah, to recap, basically teams 1 through 8 and 17 through 20. Those are the teams mm-hmm. that have something to legitimately play for. Everybody else can just kind of float in and out. Then you have subplots like are Everton playing well now to try to keep Martinez, which by the way is the worst thing they could do. They, oh, they, it is right for regime like change. Um, the whole Watford situation is now screwed. I'm a little bit off Watford right now because of all this drama that's happening behind the scenes with Kike Sanchez Flores and how they're potentially wanting to sack him after they were never near the relegation battle their first year up. Um. Which is, It'd be a dumb move. He did nothing. He did nothing wrong this year. We we mentioned on on the EPL show that uh, if he swapped the halves, he could have won Manager of the Year. Mm-hmm. If they were like in like 18th ish the first half of the season, yeah, and then yeah. he was basically a top five team the second half. Yeah. everyone would be like, "Oh, he's amazing," but he did yeah. it the other way, and now he might legitimately be sacked. But, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> also, they do have like the third worst attack in the league. But, yeah. They're, they're too relying on two guys, and they have nobody in the midfield. They have zero in well, the midfield. attacking-wise. Like, Kapu and Suarez have... is, is pretty decent defensively. Stop. Just you need to eventually go forward. Yeah. I mean, if you're relying as your, your best playmaker is Ben Watson, I mean, come on. <laughs> that didn't go well. Also, to all the FIFA fans that thought Victor Robarbo would be a really good signing by Watford and then quickly realize he's not good at football, there you go. Don't always yeah. rely on FIFA. Yeah. Pace does not equal talent. Just ask Aaron Lennon. He's been trying to prove the counterpoint to that for about a decade. DeAndre Yedlin. Oh, man. He's coming back to Tottenham next year, man. I don't know what, where, but... Good luck. Good luck with that. I mean, I, I do think we'll we'll try to... Well, he'll, also... He'll get, he'll get lots of good experience on the U.S. national team. <laughs> well, what we're going to do is we're going to sell him for the max transfer to the MLS for $10 million. Somebody will pony that up in the U.S. Yeah, he's still, he's yeah. only 20, what is he, 25, 24? He's still young. Even. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even think he's that old yet, but yeah. I'm saying he's still young. You know, He can join uh, John Terry in Miami. With, with as, as we just did the NFL draft, You know, it was a very developmental draft. You'll hear that a lot if you care about the NFL. Um, and so that's what the Steelers did. We didn't take the established guys. We took the upside guys, like Artie Burns. <laughs> Because Artie, Burns, Artie Burns' girl won the draft. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, there are some things in prospects that are coachable slash manageable and some things that aren't. DeAndre Yedlin has 
really, really bad natural instinct on the mm-hmm. ball. That is not coachable. That's why he won't make it in the Premier League. Will he be able to do it on the international level and for the U.S.? Sure, when he's playing as a winger, mm-hmm. but the defensive chops just are not there. When, when he's playing opposite of Benny Failhaber, uh, he'll do well. He'll look like <laughs> a shining star. <laughs> uh, I didn't mean for that to turn into like the Yedlin shit show. My point is we can get 10, 10 million from some MLS club. Totally. I and, totally agree. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm not going to get into the whole what's best for the MLS isn't best for the U.S. men's team. But, no. But it's not. Matter. But yeah, it's a conversation for another day. <laughs> Maybe never. Um, oh, uh, one last last thing that I wanted to mention earlier when you mentioned there are only two weeks left. Uh, a little bit of uh, tedious work, paperwork to share. Um, so we will be doing those two. We'll probably try to do a recap show after thirty eight, and then well, I guess we're just going to talk about this on the pod. I didn't really think this through. Uh, when do you want to start doing a uh, Euro coverage? We did just find a couple of places that are uh, announcing that they're doing <laughs> Europa ga- or not Europa uh, European Championship games. Uh, you know, we'll probably jump into it probably right around uh, Memorial Day. Yeah. You know, we'll probably take a week off and then gather our senses, get our uh, get our notebooks and our our statisticians get get the pencils pushing. Mm. You know, but but yeah, uh, but we'll probably take a week off after the Premier League's over, do a recap show, and then probably maybe a week after that we'll jump right into the Euros. So anybody interested in or who's playing any uh, European games this year for for the summer, uh, you know, keep it tuned right here. We're going to be covering it all summer or however long the tournament is a month, I believe. Yeah, till till so, it's it's. it's beginning ish of june to the beginning ish of july <laughs> and then we hit and, the olympics which we will not yeah. be covering because you don't need to and hear we'll, us we'll, <laughs> to we'll touch it we'll, we'll touch a little bit on the conmi ball tournament only because it'll be playing at the same time as the right after the euros because there are some premier league players that play in that tournament so yeah. we'll, we'll keep it we'll see we'll keep some tabs on that but yeah. we won't divulge too much in that only yeah. because and then we're, we're largely off. a european based yeah and then two weeks off and then it's only two weeks until the beginning of the next premier league yeah. season yeah, so, I sp- I'll spend two weeks in Jamaica with Wes Morgan. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know. By the way, you firsthand know a Premier League winner. I only hang out with winners, Kev. Well, that's why we live in different states. You would not be ah. hanging out with me as much. Come on. <laughs> ah. You know what, Kev? You would be my start in my start sits. Speaking oh. of start sits. <laughs> hey, segue. <laughs> you have starting for week 37 in this double game week, Kev? Interesting. It's almost like you wanted me to do start sits like five minutes ago. Um, (laughs) For start sits, um, which I did actually change. It no longer says start, start. So sorry to the fans that were hoping for another one of those. It's not sit, sit sit this time? It isn't start, start, nor is it sit, sit. It is now start, sit, which is the actual (laughs) title of this segment. Uh, I just want to brag for a little bit about how much we talked about Dini and Defoe on the last show. Yeah, because we, we did both talk about them. I was never really leaning Dini, but I thought it was a viable option. You picked him. Like you said, I was surprised that when it came to push that uh, you went that way, but obviously benefited you. Defoe wasn't a bad pick either. Gets the late no. penalty, gets a couple of them baps. Um, baps. All those guys are obviously still worth it. I Like I said, I know Dini had a big game last week, but I don't think that projects as well to the next two in terms of in terms of the matchups. The, the Liverpool and Norwich... All of a sudden, man, Watford ending on Norwich and Sunderland 
those matches are going to matter in a big way to those teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, if you're looking at Sunderland, the Chelsea and Everton defenses are not terrific. <laughs> we know this. Both of their attacks have been doing better, which is why I don't love the Sunderland defense. But I don't see any reason to back away from Defoe here. Cahill on a gimpy knee. Terry's 97 years old. Everton don't have two center backs. Um, and then, like I said, Watford the last day aren't really going to be up for anything. So I, I, I like Defoe the most out of this kind of group. Um, mm-hmm. I'd order it Defoe, Dini, Rashford in that like subset of like five, two, and under guys. Although they're probably going to all be up by the time you're hearing this. Um, and we talked about Kane as a potential triple captain option in match week 38. Diego Costa managed to avoid anything in what was World War III, a.k.a. Tottenham versus Chelsea. He didn't really look involved. We talked about the week before. He wasn't heavily involved while the attack was looking good. Although Costa does get the assist on the Hazard goal. And Any thoughts on Costa at that price point? Zero. I'll talk yeah. about it later. Okay. Apparently, that will be in sits-sits. Um, <laughs> uh, I think uh, Shane Long, by the way, is a sneaky play. Not to steal your guy. I will admit that he is yours. <laughs> but I mentioned the Dembele stat. All four Spurs losses came without Dembele in the central midfield. I think Dyer is still dealing a little bit <laughs> with concussion stuff. I can't think of a single other reason he could have been that late to that challenge on Hazard. <laughs> um and, you know, defense is, is, has worn out. It's been working so hard all season. Uh, I just wouldn't be surprised if Long didn't get one of those balls that's 10 feet over his head that he still somehow tends to climb up to and still manage to head down. Um, so, anyway, I, th- I think Long is a sneaky play. When you look at the matchup, you'd think, no way. But I, th- I think this scenario surrounding it may cause him to be interesting. Uh, <laughs> in midfield, I made the move last week. Gut feeling. Paid off. Ross Barkley. <laughs> 7.0. We know what Ross Barkley is. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's the greatest midfielder in the world. But he is averaging two chances created per game and looked really up for it last week. He interplayed with Omar Nias better than he has with Lukaku in a month. Um, you don't love the Leicester matchup, but as I mentioned with the Tottenham situation, Huth is going to be suspended for Leicester, which is obviously going to help in that defense. Uh, because their other guy is, uh, oh crap, the one that looks like a Crow Magnet and gave away the uh, free kick to Arsenal. Marcin Wasilewski. Yeah, Wasilewski. He plays for Poland. Yeah, he plays for Poland, if anybody cares. Does he actually? Or is he yeah. just Polish? No, he plays for, he's capped for Poland. Wow. All right, well, apologies to all Polish people for my attempt. <laughs> actually, tweet us at the show. It, are the W's sounding like V's? Is it Vasilevsky? Or is it Wasilevsky? Never mind. We're going to move on before this gets mildly I think it's Vasilevsky. There you go. Yeah, that. so that's, that's how I was leaning as well. <laughs> Let us know how wrong we are. Drink, um, drink Polish beer. Z-Y is, Zivich is the, be- is the name of the beer. That's the best beer. Hmm. There you go. Um, where was Zdruna Silgauskas from? Uh, Serbia. Serbia. Was he? Big Z. <laughs> that was a random thing that just popped into my mind. So apologies yeah, there. I think I think he's from Serbia. Gotcha. By the way, Serbia's back line L- L- is Lithuania. amazing. Lithuania. Lithuania. Interesting. I was close. <laughs> I'm not sure they'd love that, but we are going to quickly move on. We are in waters we do not need to be in. <laughs> um, uh, you will be uh, 
hard pressed to find worse midfields than Sunderland and Norwich um, for Everton to play. Anyway, Barkley at 7 0. I already brought him in. I'm not saying you have to go get him, but if you brought him in last week on a whim, there's no point in selling him from here on out. No. Um, so yeah, I'm rolling with Barkley. I think that's fine. Um, also, I think it bears noting that I nailed the Mane and William picks back to back weeks and mm-hmm. went William over Mane because you can't trust, or sorry, yeah, I went William because you can't trust Sadio Mane, but he's going to have these games that make you want nothing more than to trust him again. And like you were mm-hmm. talking about earlier, he is exactly the player that you will bring in on the hot streak and then he'll go cold. Because it's so streaky. And and you got to worry about where on that streak you're buying in. Because he's a stalker and he, he has spyware on your computer and he knows you bring he knows. it in. Yeah. He's like, oh, so you, that guy picked him up? He, nah. He's the fantasy Santa Claus. He knows if you've been rostering him or not. Also, I'm going to ask you a question because I, I legitimately didn't know this. This is going to be one of those ones where I put you on the spot and you know the answer and then I look like an idiot. Guess how many starts he has this season? Mm, 17. 29. I, I had this notion in my head that he just randomly doesn't play sometimes. And I guess it would be random when you're starting that many and then they're just random matches that you're not playing. But in my head, I was already like starting to craft this narrative for my article about Sadio Mane, and if he played 30 games a season, you know, you could really trust him, and he'd be one of those players you bring in early, and then you just ride through, for better or worse. That's just not mm-hmm. the case. He's getting the minutes. He he just randomly shows up and randomly doesn't. He doesn't cross the ball anymore. He's only the fifth highest at Southampton, I want to say. I had a tweet earlier this week about it. Fourth or fifth. He dropped down... You know, out of the top 20 in crosses after being top five last season, which really hurt his stock. And the worst (coughs) cough break, the worst thing about it is because at the end of the year, he's going to have decent goal assist rates. His price won't be low enough to make him feasible next year either. Just Mm -hmm. an incredibly, incredibly frustrating player. Um, In defense, there are four teams with three clean sheets in their last five. Manchester United, Arsenal, Leicester, and Sunderland. There we go. Yeah. Uh, that having been said, I'm not very enthused about Sunderland. I mentioned earlier Chelsea and Everton, as I said, both showing signs of life last week. And not huge on the Watford guys, who I also brought in Cathcart. They've kept just three clean sheets in 2016. But I've already made my bed with shitty defenders, and now I have to lay in it. Uh, but remember that your defender problem isn't they, – they probably aren't going to get you those bonus points without a clean sheet. I think at best each of them get one. So earlier you were saying feel free to take minuses. But with defenders, one good clean sheet of a six plus, because you get the clean sheet and the possibility of BAPs on top of that, is worth more than a crappy defender on a double where you think they're only going to get one. Get a better team in a better matchup. Anyway, that's that's what I'm saying. I know all we're saying is bringing guys on doubles, but with defenders, there are specific ones like Leicester. I like this week, even without Huth in theory, uh, and then sneaky ones like Palace and West Brom, who haven't been very relevant lately, but have pretty decent matchups. I'm not saying to do it. I'm just saying don't innately rule it out just because they don't have doubles. How's how's that mic treating you? It, it's going good. It's it's more my headphones now. I think it, I think something jarred loose 
and now it's all jittery, jittery pittery. Do you think but, that uh, Jar Jar loose? Maybe Jar Jar binked. Do you, Do you subscribe to the Darth Jar Jar theory? Yeah, it's crazy, man. I'm having a lot of technical problems. I I, I need like a like an audio visual kid from like high school to come in and like fix up my stuff. <laughs> Just call somebody. Hey, Jim. Yeah, it's Rob. Hey. Yeah, from high school. Can, yeah. Hey, how's it going? Can you come fix my mic? <laughs> and he's sitting there on the couch like Steve Buscemi and Billy Madison putting on lipstick. <laughs> and singing, do up, yeah. Anyway, so are, are you done? Are you done with your sit? Yeah, I'm done. Start starts. What, what, what's right. going on with your sit starts? My 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 starts for the week. I'll start in the back. Um, you mentioned Timothy Fosu Mensa earlier before, and you're off the bandwagon as everybody else should. Uh, the differential play there for the United defense is is, is Antonio Valencia. Uh, owned in one point one percent of leagues. In the last three, I had no idea before today. Three last three games, twelve, eight, and six. He's gotten three full nineties since he's been back from injury, fully. Um, uh, yeah, um, he's being transferred in a lot because people are re- realizing the differential. But you, if you're looking for a defender on a double this week, and that's basically the only people you should be bringing in is guys on double. Don't gamble on the Newcastle guys or anybody else. Uh, but yeah, so. Antonio Valencia for United. They have two doubles or a double, not a double, not two. That's all. That'd be dumb. That's dumb. Only one double uh, would be my defensive guy through the midfield. Kevin mentioned it before. You know, uh, I'm in love with the West Ham midfielders. You know, you got Lanzini, you got Antonio, you got Noble starting to score braces, and and my guy this week is uh, Chick Quixote. Uh, the game, the game that I watched showed him very involved in the attack for West Ham, which is a great thing for fantasy. Uh, you know, and that's good for Payette because everybody's going to own Payette. So you want a good complimentary piece. Uh, you know, I don't have a problem with anybody rostering Lanzini, Antonio, or Quixote or Noble. But if you're going to pick one, I'd probably go with the one with the biggest different, uh, the differential of ownership. So it's 2.1% owned for Quixote. Uh, and up front, listen, it's a double week. You don't mess around. Uh, you probably own Aguero. Somebody, a lot of people own Aguero and Kane, so they're going to be ship looking for options because you can't roster them both on a double game. You got to go invest with guys that are doubling up. Uh, don't mess around. Get get one of the options that that Kevin mentioned before. It's either Defoe, Martial, Carroll, or Dini. One of those four guys has got to be your guy. No Rashford. You're starting to bail no, on that. No, not train? at all. Uh, I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he does anything this week. So I'm not on the Rashford uh, bandwagon. I throw Martial and Carroll into your grouping there hmm. because I know they're 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 lower priced than the elite guys, but they have a double, so they still count. Um, so on my sit side, Kevin mentioned before Diego Costa. Yeah, don't do it. I don't. I don't think he plays both games. If he gets 120 minutes both games, I'd be completely surprised. Uh, I think Pato gets a, gets a start in one of the games, and if not, if Pato doesn't get a start, somebody uh, completely oblivious to anybody else is going <laughs> to get a start. Or Bertrand. Yeah, it's yeah. it's going to be showcase time for everybody there. Uh, Costa has one goal, one assist in his last three. If you count the games he was injured or suspended, he's got one in the last seven. Yeah, that came on the heels of when he scored, you know, four goals in five games. But he's, he's Diego Costa. I mean, he looked very uninterested in actually doing anything besides getting injured fakely in the Spurs game. Um, through the midfield, I mentioned it when we were talking about prices up and, and, and changes and stuff. 
you know, Liverpool defense, wait till tomorrow's game. Tomorrow's game will probably dictate a lot, but it's going to dictate a lot for the guessing game because you can either guess right or you can either guess wrong. You know, there's either to go high and go Firmino or you, you go with a staple item and maybe bring in James Milner. But you, you, there's no possible way that you could be right, right or wrong there because anything can possibly happen. Uh, and on, on defense, listen, there's tons of players available. There's teams on doubles. If any, anybody not on a double is a sit for me. You should have five defenders this week that are on doubles. That's the, the, the clearest estimation of anything I can possibly tell you. If you're not playing five defenders this week, then you should have at least four. If you're not playing a bench boost, you should have the maximum amount of playable defenders that have double game weeks on your active roster. That's the best fantasy advice or the easiest fantasy advice I've said all this whole show. Kev, who do you got in sits? Well, first of all, I really like the Kuyate call. And just a heads up, any West Ham fans, if your fantasy name is anything other than Kuyate Ugly, you're wrong. And I wish I could tell you in person. So, um, my sits. My, my fantasy team is my mama say you're Kiate. Hey. <laughs> uh, mine is Kingdom Come, which needs to change. I just didn't want to be the 19th Spurs person with Kane in the North or anything along those lines. Also, I recently went through the Spurs League where I'm not allowed to own Arsenal players. And literally... Like, 95% of the teams in front of me have Arsenal players. And I'm real, real salty about that. And what I'm assuming is that they do this all year and then take them out the last week. So when people look at their team, they don't have one. I'm pretty angry about it. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Because my overall rank has hurt significantly because of not being able to bring in those cheap Arsenal guys when they were on the upswing. And anyway, I'm real salty about that. But... Getting to the actual sits. Um, <laughs> as a puppy dog jumps right by the microphone. Um, yeah, for sits, Lukaku, you mentioned Costa as somebody to avoid. I know already knows this, but a gentle reminder to not fall back into the Lukaku trap. Listen, it's crazy. It's a double week. People get tempted by a lot of awful players. But Lukaku is averaging well under one shot on target and one chance created in his last five starts. Didn't even start last week because he got benched for Umar Nias, who actually was involved in play. Uh, anyway, uh, you know not to get Lukaku if you're listening to this show. But just a reminder, like yours with Costa, just remember to not do that. Yeah, um, don't do it. Stop. <laughs> Listen, then also stop. Um, in midfield, 6,000 people have brought in Winyoldum for his match against Aston Villa. Two things. One, Rob, is he playing at home? Um, maybe, but he doesn't have a double. I don't care. (laughs) The answer is no. And he doesn't have a double, which is two. And three, and I genuinely can't believe I'm saying this, but Townsend is the better option. He's actually leaning forward when he's shooting instead of leaning back. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, I feel like somebody told me that when I was six years old and played soccer at the Y. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> but somehow it took this long for Andrew Townsend to figure it out. The free kick he scored last week was a beaut. Um, again, didn't lean back on it. Didn't send it over the bar. It's funny how aiming works. Um, I heard he's got a better left foot than Messi. Did you hear that? <laughs> uh, we legitimately thought he was going to replace Bale. So there's that. Um, but uh, Townsend I do think is interesting, even though on a single. Because if that Tottenham match ends up being meaningless... I think Newcastle could run right. I think Tottenham could put out a really shammy side and Newcastle could be still trying to stay up with that match. I'll never forget the first year I was like, 
really, really passionate about football. Tottenham relegated Birmingham on the last day of the season. And we didn't even move places in the table. And we relegated them. And watching like grown men cry and stuff, I was like, wow, this really meant nothing to us and it devastated you. I am so sorry. <laughs> anyway, as long as we you know, finish above Arsenal, I'd be okay with a Newcastle result. A, to keep the wonderful Jake Dackman on the Premier League pod. And two, because I don't want to make grown man cry again in a match that doesn't mean anything to Tottenham. Um, but anyway, Townsend is an interesting one for that. Defenses I don't like this week. Sunderland, Norwich, and Tottenham without Dembele protecting them. Well, on, on the Sunderland, Sunderland defense, yeah. you could buy in because the price points are there. Just don't heavily invest. Don't get don't more go, than one. Don't go for two. Yeah, I saw don't some people more saying one. Kabul and Van Anhold or Lamina Kone even. Um, and listen to me. I don't own a Spurs defender. This guy. Have you ever listened to a podcast with a more homer supporter of a club than me and Tottenham? Never. I never, doubt it. And never. I, it's annoying. I don't actually pride myself on it, but I'm definitely tops in that category. And I don't own one. So maybe. And, and it's annoying. It needs to stop. Next year, start. next year, it's no Spurs talk the entire time. You can't, you can't roster any Spurs. To be player. fair, they're all going to be overpriced. You can't own, you can't own a Spurs player next year. That's, that's your goal. Yeah. No, but nice try. Although, an interesting one would be, because I'm going to have to have two teams so I can keep doing this Tottenham League that's a sham, as it turns out anyway, um, is if we both did teams, I didn't have any Tottenham guys and you didn't have any Chelsea guys. That's fine. I'm a Leicester fan anyway. So no. <laughs> I remember when City won their first title, and no offense to any City fans listening, but somebody was saying, City fans haven't been this excited since they were Chelsea fans. Nah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> Um, all right, so on to captaincy options. I'm leaning Payet. I feel much more confident in him than the Liverpool fellas, but I'm willing to wait till tomorrow to really see how that shakes out. Still waiting to see if I'm going to shift out De Bruyne to bring somebody else in. We'll see on that. Rob, who you have in your frame for captaincy this week? Uh, Payet is probably the, is a good choice. Like I said before, Sturridge is probably another good guy to even look to look at. But the the fear of him not playing in both games is is a scary scary thought. Um, I'd probably go completely different here. And since I roster Troy Deeney, you know, I I may go for the differential in captaincy here with the double for Deeney because he's going to play. He plays every game. He's the captain. Uh, you know. They have a they have a couple prove it games. You know the Norwich game is a prove it for the call up games. It's the last time that, that uh, there's a matchup between two teams that got promoted last year. So, you know, it could it could mean something. Dini two goals last week. I like it. You know, You're still I, I could also back in your mini yeah, league. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 hey man, it's it's. If you're gamble in man, you may as well actually gamble. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have differential. I'm playing my bench boost. Nobody else in my mini league above, you know, above my the people around me don't have any chips left. So, you know, I'm kind of sitting in a catbird seat where I can kind of gamble with house money, and nobody owns Dini, so it may be a good, you know, striking point. Um, but I could ca- I I could just bring bring in somebody else I like better this week in my transfers, which. I don't know who I'm going to do yet. I just know I have to get two people out to bring two people in, and I could do one. But one of them is—it's definitely Balassi out for a midfielder. Um, who who it is, I don't know. But it could be almost anybody on the planet. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, I That's guess that I was kind of you talking about your team. I'm also going to wait to kind of see what happens with these Liverpool guys. But moving down from De Bruyne, I'm in that situation where. 
I'm wondering uh, which West Ham guys do I want to bring in. Uh, but the problem with that is that it will require cheek, a shift cheek, from. Cheek, cheek, cheek. <laughs> it will require a shift from Adrian to De Gea, which isn't the worst thing. But you're just getting the one clean sheet. I do not think Manchester keep it clean against West Ham. I already mentioned West Ham the only team with two plus goals each of the last five weeks. I think we'll see that continue. I don't know, man. I, in that match, I believe in the West Ham attack much more than I believe in the United one. So, oh, totally. So now, oh. now I'm iffy on midfielders. Like, I don't know if I mentioned on this or before we started recording, but like, I actually gave Juan Mata a look. That's how much I don't want De Bruyne in my team. I'm not sure he starts. He looks yeah. super unwilling to be out on the wing like he was today, and only has two matches, and one of them is against Arsenal in their defense. So I really don't like that. I don't know where I'm gonna go. I looked at Townsend and then realized I would forever hate myself if I had Barkley and Townsend in the same team and they each got two points. Um, yeah. <laughs> bring in Moming against Tottenham as a self-derisory person that I am. Uh, but yeah, De Bruyne is going to be out for somebody. And depending on, bring, on how much wages are left, we could bring see. In, bring in Hazard. It's a natural uh, salary move. I don't want to. Is the thing. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, actually, um, if I did that, I'd have to drop down a keeper. Do you think there's anything to Carl Darlow after his penalty save last week? Oh, I mean, there's there's plenty to him. He's playing Villa. I mean, so he has some some roster ability there. Villa I mean, have scored two in the last two, though. Oh, out of nowhere! Out of nowhere! With you know, the what, I'm RKO. In, I changed my captain. Jordan Ayu is my captain this week. I'm Done. bringing him in. Address a guy slash Ghana, depending on what he wants his last name to be for this half of the season, uh, is incredible in overall stats. Not not in like FPL at all. <laughs> but if you're including like tackles, one interceptions, mm-hmm. he's he's doing so. I want to say he's top ten in both. And there are very few who's, players who, that are. Wait, who is this? Who is this? Uh, address a guy or address a Ghana, depending on what. Is it, isn't it a gay? Isn't it a gay? Address a gay? I do not know. I think it has to be because you know why I was watching a game a couple weeks ago and one of the one of the announcers I don't remember who it was um, he was a, a gay was dribbling down during the ball down the, the the wing and somebody the defender came over and the announcer said oh and the defender assaults a gay and I thought it was funny <laughs> we do not condone homophobia on no, this podcast no absolutely not absolutely not but it was just funny from the the, the wordage yeah. of. The announcer. <laughs> I actually remember that because you texted me. You're like, "What? <laughs> Did he just he assaulted a, 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 a assaulted gay? a gay? He had time to do that on the pitch. I didn't know Where's John he? Terry played for them. Where's my um, great? Whoa! <laughs> whoa! All right, Eric Dyer. Let's let's, let's let's injure somebody while we're pouting. Dude, he was so late to that challenge. Jesus, I still don't think there was anything to the Lamella thing. I think it was honestly just walking. You know what this is? The dire one was awful. We we both love baseball. You know what this game was? Hmm. You know when somebody gets beaned into a game yeah. and then they have to wait and neither the next team year? stops. <laughs> and they have to wait to the next year to get mm-hmm. back at the team. Chelsea Spurs first game next year. Do Chelsea's it. gonna Chelsea's gonna bring in thirteen hooligans to play for them. <laughs> They're in this gonna game. bring in hockey players. Yeah, bring in, like remember the movie uh, Slapshot? They're gonna yeah. bring in all the all the all the good fighter. <laughs> No, but seriously, that, that is what's going to happen. And it, it does feel like one of those baseball games where the one, you couldn't tell if it was intentional. Then the other team, you couldn't tell if it was intentional. And then the third one was definitely intentional. Yeah, It felt the, like that. And then no team knows which side they're on. Because one the team stomp. thinks they're even, and the other team thinks they're not. 
It wasn't even just that. He was just walking. Whatever. Oh, stop We, it, we need to move on. He didn't even look down. You can't prove oh, intent. Oh That's why he didn't get sighted oh, Now you don't all. know where you're walking when you see someone's hand. You don't You don't have peripheral vision that you don't. You can't see the ground. Come on, Kevin. Come on. You've don't seen Lamella in the final third. I think it's entirely possible he has zero peripheral vision. <laughs> That's my new defense. Oh, but, but he didn't get cited for anything in that match. Dembele got called out by name. Dyer got called out by name. Nothing about Eric Lamella. The referee was right there, man. He was right. He was just walking. He was out for a stroll. Fabregas had his hand under there, and then he had to roll around about it for 12 years because we all know when your hand hurts, you have to roll it around to make it help feel better. That's what you learn. Stop, drop, and roll is all about slight handed. And, and you know why that is? Because you have to increase circulation because blood heals faster. We started the podcast with <laughs> Full this. Full circle. We finally hit it. All right. On that ridiculousness, we are out of time. He and I will continue this fight off air, but tell the folks where they can find you. Uh, usually you can find me at rasball.com because I'm always there, but you can always find me at rasball.com. I, I head up the soccer site there. I do uh, baseball and bullpen stuff there. Anybody wanted fantasy baseball advice, hit me up on Twitter at Smokey underscore Lugie or fantasy soccer advice as well. I'm always around to answer people's questions and probably give you some snide, funny thing to say that you could probably tell your friends that you made up and say you got it from me or not because I'm, that's the kind of guy I am. Top bloke you are at Kevroff on Twitter is this guy. You can also email us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com or you can tweet us at EPLRoundtable. I also write for TheEaglesBeak.com and PlayTarget.com where I do player updates and player rankings and probably a whole bunch of other stuff. I don't know. We're at the hour mark, so I want to leave so that we get under there. So thanks for listening this week. We'll be back next week to let you know how our double game weeks went, probably awfully, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.